Well, well, well. We are back. Episode 8. Welcome, everyone. We've got uh, another Josh as a guest. Josh Keller, Denver Homeworks. Welcome. Crushing the Josh game. We're crushing the Josh game. Josh didn't uh, show, but yeah. uh, this Josh is on fire because he's here. So, you know, you're already, <laughs> yes, you're already ahead of the game. The, yeah. <laughs> this is the first place, Josh. Yeah. We have a uh, Josh uh, medal for him later. All right, man. How are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah. Tell cool. us a little bit about yourself. Um, Colorado local. Um, up just a little bit. Seventh generation native. Um, oh. Seventh generation. Yep. Holy cow. Wow. Roots here for sure. Where were you born originally? Uh, like in Denver, in Denver or but I was raised in Parker. Parker, okay. Parker, okay. Elizabeth area. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Cool. Gotcha. Yep, yep. And you own a framing and exterior company. Yep, pretty much a yep. framing contractor's mainly yeah. what we do. Yeah. How do you know this guy? Just work with him. Yeah, uh, we did. Uh, yeah, you did some. I busted open a wall on a house. Yep. Two years ago, three years ago. I'm trying to remember. That was yeah. That was uh, that was an interesting client too. Um, it was this weird like this home had been added on to. Oh God! Probably four or five times from like the '50s on, and there was basically this this guy, a professor at CU, bought it and decided he wanted to open up everything else upstairs. So, so like an am- amalgamation of it's like walking through a time capsule. It was that was done in the '50s. So that awkward, was done yeah. in the '60s, and here's the '80 renovation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just trying to figure out yeah. structurally what was happening with that house because there was just so many little like awkward corners, and yeah. when did this show up? Yeah. So getting that figured out and i mean you guys were hauling everything up over the balcony basically to get get in there and put that beam in and yeah that was that was oh, fun when i forgot about that yep <laughs> typical protocol for us yeah <laughs> pretty much i'm sure <laughs> yeah danger yeah yeah a beam so how long have you had your company uh, i've been running denver homeworks for coming up on four years now okay. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and how big is your crew uh, right now I have six guys. Okay. Um, we're pulled up into one crew right now. We're okay. Big, big customs. So. Okay. Uh, so do you typically work out of um, what area do you work out? Are you in Denver or are you? Yeah, my anywhere? Denver. I live in around the Glendale area. So okay. It's pretty right. central for most of the work around. Yeah, there. yeah. Right. Like off Colorado Boulevard. Yeah. Glendale. Like Colorado yeah. Colorado and Alameda there. Yeah. Well, what is, by the way, what is the deal with Glendale? Isn't it like unincorporated or. Glendale's its own little. Like its own little. It's got like its own mayor. Um, I don't know now. I mean, that's. I mean, I grew up right around there and it was always Glendale. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's a goofy little. They've got their own little rugby team and the whole. whole It's weird. It's a little strange. It's uh, (laughs) nothing but like. Target and like strip clubs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right? It's something. Much, it's like in a McDonald's. Yeah. It's very, it's the strangest little, I don't know if it's a city or if it's a, it feels like the Washington DC of Denver. Right. It's not anything. It's just there. It's just, it's just there. A, yeah. And it's got its, it's on a map. Anyways. Uh, very cool, man. Um, well, tell me, so, okay. So you, Name the company again. Sorry, the uh, Denver Homeworks. Denver Homeworks. Yep. Yeah. Um, mix that up. So, how much of your work right now? Give us a good scope. Maybe it's a better way to say. It. Give us a good scope on um, the type of work that you're doing. What kind of work you're doing most often? Um, what are the phone calls you're getting? Give us a little bit of a pulse on what a 
yeah, who do you say yes and no to? Kind of maybe a little bit of like, give us put the thumbprint on what it looks like to own a framing and exterior company in Denver. Mm-hmm. Well, originally, I went for the big customs. That's that was the goal, pretty yeah. much straight for that. And okay, I got into that, and well, I really started at basements and realized I didn't want to be there. So <laughs> got out of the, the basement Fact. dwelling. That's yeah, yeah, basements are tough, yeah. especially for Amy. Yeah. yeah. And got into the customs from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the customs are good, but the customers are picky. There's a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. You build an entire floor and then tear it down for a two-inch difference. <laughs> or something. So that was a little discouraging at first, so I decided to bounce from that and start doing some multifamily and see mm-hmm. where that was at. Uh-huh. So I figured that would be more aligned with what mm-hmm. we're trying to do is mm-hmm. smash out as fast as possible and just mm-hmm. get the production done. Yeah, I've seen some of the projects you guys have put up lately on uh, like Instagram and stuff too. And it looks mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was like, oh, he's doing multifamily, like legit yep. big structure stuff. Hey, no, good time so. for a plug. What's your Instagram? Uh, Denver underscore home underscore works. Okay. We'll, gotcha. We'll plug him again. I'll follow you. Yeah. Pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got hooked up with a big contractor doing a lot of the multifamily nice. and then. Uh, I don't know. The grass is always greener on the Oh, yeah, man. You get <laughs> in something and you want to change yeah. all the time. Yeah, especially in this business. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I don't know. I'm back back to the customs now pretty much okay. is where we're at. And that's, okay. I think that's really where we belong. So. Are you specifically working with a group of builders or? Like, I have a couple main builders we work with. Yeah. Um, a few of the bigger ones we work with the Chalet. Mm-hmm. And a couple big ones with them. Yep. Uh, we did a couple for Revolve. For oh, like okay. How are they to work with? Don't worry, they won't listen to this. They're really easy. <laughs> I really enjoy working with them. Yeah, they, okay. Yeah. I've heard kind of good and bad with them uh-huh. the last year or so, so I was just kind of curious, like, what's going on with that? I think they're more on the design side of things. Yeah, I can see that. So, but it's nice because they want to partner with you and utilize you as the builder. And yeah. You, so yeah. it's kind of nice. Revolve? Mm. Huh. Look, yeah, I'll send you. I've, I've, yeah. I've actually um, I've been kind of checking out some of those... I would call them the smaller builders of that of the area, like yeah. some of these guys that are doing some of those customs now, because um, it's kind of I mean there's there's stuff happening like Bonnie Bray again and when Wash you say Park small, like quantify small, not Saunders Construction, not yeah. like a thousand yeah. employees. You know they're they're I don't know they're like how many they're, houses a year do you think? I don't know how many they do. I mean how many have you done with them? There's the last time I talked to Jared, one of their main project managers, I think they had. I think he said like twelve mm-hmm. on the docket. So yeah, okay. and then they're probably anywhere ten to twenty homes a year. I would guess okay. it's that kind of that that realm of, yeah. of builder. Yeah, yeah. probably okay. they do a lot more of the the infills and the smaller mm-hmm. lots. Like yeah, you're saying, but yeah. But right. But they're more like design focus. I think they're, they're not necessarily like how many can we build. Yeah, they're more kind of in the architectural design realm, working on those kind of customs. Now, do they work with clients, or is their homes they build them and like they just put them up? Spec. I think they did do one of their own specs here recently, mm-hmm. but okay. I think most of their stuff is with clients. With clients, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. But I think they try to do a lot of the alternative building. We did an SIP build for them. Okay. We have oh, cool. Another SIP build going. So. Okay. For our listeners, uh, explain SIP. Uh, they're insulated panel walls, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically plywood on the inside, plywood on the outside, yeah. and just filled with insulation. Yeah. A lot of them come with electrical already in them and the, yeah. the conduit, so you yeah. can run it through there. And where are those typically, because those are manufactured 
they're not put, it's not put together there right you, yeah no. you order a spec so yeah, you, whatever's on the plan per engineer mechanical engineer whatever they you know they come sort of built i wouldn't say built to order but they come on site ready to kind of put like legos put yeah, together. Yeah yeah. yeah 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 so they're kind of like manufactured a little two yeah, spec uh, offsite yeah. they're brought in in groups mm-hmm. it's not like you're getting a truck full of plywood and everyone's no it's, it it's and, yeah that part's put together okay outside no, in the factory. i actually didn't know that yeah because yeah. that was one of my questions I wanted to have for you, knowing that you're in framing, um, is do you foresee a future where framing is traditional framing is obsolete? Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think it's the most efficient actually yeah. SIP builds to be doing it in the warehouse because mm-hmm. things aren't perfect. It just right. isn't. What you do on a computer and in a warehouse doesn't really extrapolate out into the field. Right. But that being said, I really think it's the labor shortage is where we're going to see the problems. Mm-hmm. I think. So I you think, think that will be people... more of the death of it than like actual the the progression of technology? You think more just there's going to be less and less people to actually do that kind of work? I think so. Yeah. Think We've talked about that. More, yeah. More just, machinery, just yeah. ship out the main parts. Yep. Yeah. A couple guys and big booms or trucks or cranes or whatever. Almost more assembly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I was, um, I can't remember why I was watching it. I was watching some thing or whatever, um, and they were going with all these different alternative ways to build. Uh Just like a real basic one of those. I'll send it to you. Um, And I had that moment. I was just like, man, we've talked about the death of certain trades on this podcast. Like as things get going, if you can fast forward. 50 years from now or hell maybe even 10 mm-hmm. 15 where all of a sudden i mean we've been talking about shipping containers but that still requires framing yeah right? I mean, you've got to yeah something's got to be put together inside or outside depending on how you do those things yeah but there's there's craft that still has to happen in, in that box yeah so. and i just think like the whole idea of stick build like that kind of um, it's so heavy, like on what you're talking about, with the skilled labor to be able to frame up a house. Mm-hmm. And even if there is framing involved, it seems like interior wall framing, but it feels like as things progress, it's going to keep going in a direction where, you know, maybe you become an exterior and a SIP builder, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of like this morphine has to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the same idea as like there used to probably be 10,000 bricklayers and now there's maybe a guy that is good with masonry. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like there's not really like a bricklayer used to be like a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now like how many people know bricklayers? Yeah. You know? It just seems like a dying, um, I don't know, technology or something. But I just, yeah. Um, I mean, how much thought do you put into that kind of stuff? Making sure that your company is... Um, I don't know, trying to stay adapt and yeah. reform. I mean, you were talking about grass is always greener anyway, but you know, we're as contractors, you're constantly if you want to stay in business, I think, you're constantly mm-hmm. looking for that like that next cool thing that's starting, you know, like, oh, what is he doing? You know, oh, what is he using? How is that one built? You know, you're in, and then you get bored of the same stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm the same way. It's like I'm not doing basements anymore. I mean, I just did an insulated basement myself for the last two days and and I'm sitting there going, man, I used to, I was thinking, okay, I'll just take these jobs on while I'm working on other stuff. And now I'm like, no, I don't want to do any more basements, man. Yeah. I just, it sucks. So you're, you're constantly looking for, for changes, but, um, yeah, I don't know. We're, 
it's a balance i think i think you want to drive the industry and see where the industry is right too but it's it also is limited by your the red tape and yep. coding and yep. zoning and a lot of that is holding mm-hmm. it back. So, on one end, it's moving forward really fast, but it's not at the same time. Yeah, so yeah, that's we talked about that on the um, the mill podcast. Yeah, about how this this industry is like there's so much forward thinking that can happen, but there's a big refusal to allow that forward thinking to actually come into play and and progress and that's why there's like this pushback on some of the alternative construction stuff that's come up is you know i think the main thing is guys just the guys that have been in a long time just don't want to learn it they don't want to deal with it it's just like this is how you do the house period this is the way it is and yeah innovation will kill somebody's career yeah potentially Mm -hmm. if you're been laying bricks for 30 years and all of a sudden, it's like, hey, we don't need to, we don't need to do that anymore. That guy is going to have a knee-jerk, knee-jerk reaction to say why not laying bricks is a bad idea. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I mean, because if all of a sudden it's a good idea, he's not a bricklayer anymore, and no one's hiring him anymore. You know, same thing with like framing. If there was, you know, think of like if you're just a framer, you're used to working with eight foot two by fours. And then all of a sudden, it's like these are these SIP, right? Mm-hmm. SIP sites. And it's just like, well, we don't really need you on this one. And he's probably going to have a, uh, some sort of reaction of, let's not, let's, this is awful. This isn't how we should build houses. You know, we've been building houses a certain way for X long. We know what we're doing. Why are we screwing around with it? We're fucking it up, you yeah. know, all this kind of stuff. And it's kind of like, yeah, well, I just I was thinking about that because I always find it interesting uh, and using you as an example too, Josh, of like, you know, you're this is what you do. You have guys that you manage and you got to keep them busy and employed and all of this. And, um, you know, there might be a Shane, a wave of saying, well, I don't need to hire a framing crew anymore. You know what I mean? Um, as as you know, Shane might be working on alternative building stuff. And so I just was curious, like, how much thought you put into that or how much you're staying on top of trends and making sure that your company is, like, nimble. Or if it's, like, I don't really have to right now because we're just so damn busy with what it is, you know, outside of just being interested in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, But how much time do you spend looking into alternative building, trying to see what the trends are, and trying to make yourself available or do you at all um i do quite a bit yeah um i get discouraged sometimes i get really pumped up about it and i uh-huh. dive into the world and then uh-huh. i realize all the hurdles that are there <laughs> yeah and oh, we can we can <sighs> speak to that yeah <laughs> yes yeah. i don't know it seems like the alternative building is a lot more popular in other countries it seems like yeah. we're kind of just watching everyone else kind of do it which i think the trickle down will eventually yeah. get here yeah but uh so I guess that's what's discouraging. Yeah. Watching everyone else do it and see all these awesome things happen and trying to figure out how we can implement it here. Yeah. But there's a lot of hurdles with it. And I don't know if as many people are interested here in the States necessarily either. But yeah, and I wonder why that is. Uh, you know, I, well, I, mean, we, I could ramble on about political issues. Yeah, because you go to forever. Europe and it just feels like almost everything. Yeah, I mean, Asia especially. Yeah. I'm, you know, I don't want to bring up China right now, but, you know, even China's, you know, China. on the forefront. China. 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 Um, <laughs> they, they, I mean, what, was it China? I'm trying to remember where they built, um, my brother sent me this. They built a six-story apartment complex with a 3D printer. 
Yeah. So kind of taking that SIP concept mm-hmm. and that prefab concept, and they basically just printed out the entire building and, and then, you know, like you were saying, hired, I don't know, a very small crew to crane it in and put it together. Right. Yeah, they they built the, the coronavirus, like, hospital in, like, seven days yeah. in China. Yeah. 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 I saw like, some picture of all the tractors. Like, was, yeah, like, I was like, tractors. what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, I can't even get a deck built in six days. Well, that's the thing, too, is, I mean, <laughs> you know, and somehow, maybe that whole communism slave labor thing. Yeah. Don't pay them, they work <laughs> yeah, faster. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, nice same thing with, here. like, in Dubai. <laughs> like, the stuff they whip Dubai, out in like, Dubai, yeah, Dubai so impressive. quickly. Um, I don't know. There's probably something in how we perceive the process here. Um, I think there's some political games being played, but I don't mean politically like, you know, Congress, but I mean just, you know, as far as like, you know, who, who wants to make the money, who wants to get the projects. Um, I think there's, there's, you know, you, I mean, Casey's a good example of that too, with unions and, and trades that I have to have so many hours for the year. Do you know and Casey Thompson? Have you ever worked? I don't think he's probably Casey. No, Casey's a Casey master electrician. I don't think so. No, I don't think yeah. he's not Casey. He would remember. Yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> would remember, remember this guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just, that's actually an interesting point when you kind of bring up, you know, you get it really excited and then it's kind of like, yeah, let's, uh, and then it's like, no, nah, man, hey, bro, we don't do that stuff. It's like, oh, oh. Okay, uh, just please go frame up the basement. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ, really? Does anybody want to hear a different possibility? Nope. You know? Um, yeah, no. Um, and I'm wondering, I'm just trying to like think that through about the difference of like if you look at Europe, you look at Asia, mm-hmm. you look at places like this and, you know, building hospitals in like a week. Right. And then, you know, I'm thinking it's going to take me seven days to get a fence built, you know? Um, I'm wondering if partially, and this I have no context here, maybe we can debate this, but maybe it's that the trades people here, um, we have the authority level um, backwards, where the authority comes from the trades people saying, this is what we require, this is what we do, and we kind of control and dictate whether or not this project goes quick or fast or is expensive. Whereas if you look at a place like China, yeah. the authority level switched. The workers don't have, you know, um, I'm trying to think how to carefully say this. <laughs> I was um, saying, you're starting to tread on, I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, what I'm, but, but, but. I, I see where you're going with that. But like if I want a deck built. Yeah. Right. It's not standard that a guy putting a deck makes 15 bucks an hour. Right. Right. So the homeowner has to sift through all the different possibilities of contractors. There's probably some sort of general contractor there that's, or uh, a guy that manages his own, like his labor team. Um, they probably have where they get lumber. There's not like, oh, I'll have all the lumber delivered, all order. No, no, no. This, no, we have suppliers we use, and that's what I'm. See what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the- I, I, there's maybe some of that. I think, I mean, and Josh can speak to this too. There, there's, I think, on the front end of just getting projects going, a lot of times, it, it's, I mean, especially in Denver, um, it, I think, just the regulations and going through permitting processes with building departments. Mm-hmm takes way longer than it should, mm-hmm. right? So just to get it started could be four to six months, you know, which it, you know, they've, we've got everybody sitting around 
if you go into the building department in mm-hmm. Denver, for an example, and hopefully I don't piss anybody off with this, but you, you can see them. Like I, when you come to the counter, you get called up to the counter. I've had several times where they're like, you know, the, the number gets called, they come sit down and they're closing out their Facebook page or they're closing out their email and it's just, they're not doing anything, you know? So they could have been back there reviewing something else and just waiting in the counter. I think that part of the process is much slower here in the States. I mean, if you just, just watching other YouTube channels and, and listening to guys in other, other States, it, it's the same type of problem with the process that it is here. So I'm not like speaking like, oh, it's just Denver, it's just Colorado. There's a, I think that's part of the bigger problem is it's just the red tape itself is so thick just mm-hmm. to get started is a pain in the ass. Um, I mean, think about when, you know, I'm pretty sure it was China when they built that, that complex. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 30 days from start to finish. Plans are submitted. Apartment complex is up 30 days. I mean, imagine if you could build stuff that quickly and how much more efficient, one, for everybody, and two, how much more money you guys could make. You know, because if you're bidding per square foot, it doesn't matter how long you're on the job. The faster you get off the job, the more money you make. Because, I mean, you guys, do you pay your guys hourly or do they split costs with you on square foot? Or should I even speak to that? Don't tell them what they no, do. No, <laughs> most of my guys are How hourly. much do you guys make and how much do you <laughs> How much yeah. do you charge? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, most of it's hourly and then uh, we just bonus on projects pretty much. So Okay. That's usually the best way to do it. You bonus yeah. your guys? If we do well. If you do well, mm-hmm. and well being, that's a, tr- a tricky thing to do now. Yeah. That's not a very yeah. standard thing there. So yeah. there's a lot of variables going on with it. But. What what quantifies well? I mean, obviously production, like basically. speed and efficiency. I mean, you got to balance that with the quality too. Mm-hmm. Quality. Who decides right. if it's well? Is it you? Pretty much. Yeah. Hey, I think you guys did a good job here. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's kind of already measured, right? That's what codes for. They come in and yeah, but you know it, it's framed. It meets you've got, code. You've got a California corner that you know you hey you guys shouldn't use those three studs. It's a little twisted. You know sheetrock's gonna be pissed once they get in here. We got to fix that. You know yeah. uh, this 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 door is framed at eighty two and a half. I wanted it at eighty two, and you know the the more they do it right at you know yeah. that level, the easier it is for Josh when he's walking through to say that's really it. How much yeah. how much stuff can we do and not have to go back? And right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair we always enough. have to yeah. fix something. But well, we didn't have to come back and redo anything. <laughs> we did well. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. How often do you have your tool belt on? Or when I'm you, working. Yeah. I mean, like, are you um, are you uh, busy enough that it's almost just managing the company, or how much of you is managing the site? Um. Last year, I was probably seventy five percent in the field with my bag okay. and 25% managing. Okay. Um, this, I'm on the field now yeah. pretty much all the time with yeah. the bags on. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of the managing and yeah. all that. I'd yeah. rather just keep it smaller. I, yeah. I, I tried getting big and taking on a bunch of jobs and mm-hmm. running three crews and subcontracting these two guys, mm-hmm. and it just got really overwhelming really quickly. Yeah. It becomes yeah. a shit show in a hurry. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It does, and you're trying to get that money grab and just take as much yep. as you can, mm-hmm. but sometimes it'll bite you in the ass. Yeah. So oh, I've kind of yeah. honed it down. Yeah. We settled with the big builder, like I said, doing our big custom right mm-hmm. now. So if I can stay on site and keep that, keep mm-hmm. the quality control right there, mm-hmm. then yeah. it's a lot better. Yeah. So. No. How old are you? Uh, 31. 31. Mm-hmm. Okay. How long you been doing this? Uh, when did you start in this trade? Like, when? It, what it, who taught you? Where did you learn how to do it? I mean, I pretty much started when I was 12, 13, okay. picking up trash with my dad. Yeah. My dad's a framing contractor. Okay. okay. He's been doing it for 20, 30 years. Okay. So. 
pretty much. I mean, like on the job site, you were just picking up, cleaning up. He was, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's me. When he was 12, that's as far as I've ever progressed. <laughs> I'm, the shop, I'm the shop back guy. That's true. He's, I mean, you got to start yeah. somewhere. You run yeah. a good shop. That's right. <laughs> Evan started somewhere and never never moved up the ladder. Yep. I was just like, no, nah, I'll, I'll pick out the pretty things and then I'll shop back the shit. You're out a of this hell place. of a shop backer. Yeah, I just what. hate a dirty job site. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I've never gone past your twelve-year-old twelve-year-old experience. <laughs> um, so your dad, your dad taught you how to do the whole this. the whole business, basically. Um, or did you go somewhere else for a while? No, no, I'm pretty. You much, were just exposed. To he didn't it. really teach me much. He gave me the opportunity to work with uh-huh. his crew, and then that gotcha. was up to me whether I wanted to pick up yeah. on it. And yeah. He never really. My parents never really wanted this for me. They wanted me to stay away from it. I think it was a hard industry for my dad. So yeah. He didn't tell me not to, but they right. tried to keep that as like the back on the back burner. Right. But Don't encourage yeah. it, but if he's gonna choose it, he's gonna choose it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he yeah. was he doing like what you're doing, which is I have my company and I have my crew, or was he just a subcontractor who was a framer? Like is there a difference between what you're doing now at thirty one versus what your dad was doing? Like, does that make sense? Kind of. Does he yeah. own did he own he own the company or did he yeah, yeah. He, he owned his own company? Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, and didn't, they, they said no, huh? They, did, they didn't want you doing it? What did they want you doing? I'm going to go get a college degree. Oh, <laughs> fuck all that. <laughs> but now yeah, looking back, kidding. I mean, you are who you are, and yeah. it's in my blood. And yeah. I, lo- I love building, so yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. You want There's, you to be yeah. an accountant, so you want me to hate my life. Yeah, you want me, you <laughs> Is that what you're saying? You, you want me to go to school and then hate my fucking life. Great, <laughs> great parenting. Don't do what you love. Please, go fall in line somewhere. You, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it, it's a, love I you, mean, mom and dad. Business. I love you. It's a hard business. Yeah. And, and especially when you, your parents, like your mom, your dad, or whoever's you know, in that business and mm-hmm. rides those waves, because it is very cyclical. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. And, um, it, it, yeah, you see, you see the, the fallout from that when there's, you know, slow years and it's a struggle and, and I mean, I'll, I'll do the same thing with my kids. We'll see. Have you ever thought about building yourself? Being a builder? Yeah. Yeah. I, on the regular. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. What's the, what's the biggest obstacle I mean, outside um, of capital? I still enjoy working in the field. Yeah. Yeah. But well, couldn't you work in I the can... field on your own home? Huh? Couldn't you work in the field on your own home? On my own house? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. When I do it all day long, it's not really what I want to come home and do necessarily. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I get it. I used to be a dancer and choreographer mm. uh, for like a good decade. And every time I'd go out, it was almost like, oh, Evan, go dance. I'm like, man, I was literally I in a studio all day. I did that for work. I don't want to come here and do what I did for work. Uh, yeah, it's a tough thing when it's yours, and we've had other businesses too. And mm-hmm. it's like when we had our restaurant, people were like, "Oh, why don't we meet up at your restaurant?" It's the last place That's the last I, place want, I want to be to. right now. I yeah. do not want to go there. I will go no, down please. the street and give one of my competitors money. Yep. At this point, uh, I've been there all day, and I don't want to see the chef. I don't want to talk to anybody. Someone's going to complain about something. Uh, someone's going to have a suggestion. So it's, I, I get it, man. Um, yeah, uh, guys, you got sixes. You're doing framing and exterior. Talk about exterior work. Is that just like siding? Is that uh, any kind of facial? Like, what, what, Walk me through like a two-year-old. 
pretty um, much what you're doing on exterior exterior wood so anything exterior wood and that'd be i mean we do windows and doors too so i guess yeah. that covers it but okay so windows the doors to trim yeah to any siding yeah um and your soffit and fascia can people can it. people reach out to you just for they say they want to replace you know 10 doors in their house or are you pretty much specifically working with builders how accessible are you? I think now I'm just settling with the builders right yeah, now. Yeah. At least the yeah. Denver homework side yeah, yeah, of yeah. things. Yeah. Um, like I said, I do in the future want to yeah. open up another side and yeah. do more of just the building side and take yeah. on... Like more residential clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That but, would probably uh, be the natural progression. The right? remodel work is it's tricky. Even just to changing out windows yeah. and doors. Yeah. People think it's cheap and it's easy because you're remodeling things, but... It's cheaper sometimes just to tear shit down right. and build something. Oh uh, yeah, new. yeah, yeah. That's Seriously. the hard. That's the hard sell sometimes too. Is when you get into to, to remodel work and they just say, "I just want to do this," and I have to explain to them. And you've done the same, I'm sure. No, no. I know this sounds weird, but if we just tear everything out of here and let me rebuild it this way, it's actually mm-hmm. going to save you a little bit of money. It's going to be way better. Otherwise, I'm tinkering with a hundred years worth of crap that someone's done on this house. It sounds like you just want more money. You're just trying to upsell yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's true though. I mean, it really is just trying to get into... It's, clients are hard to work with. They are. You They're wanna, really tricky. You want to be completely transparent and upfront and be like, look, this is, this is going to be stressful. It's probably going to take longer. Yep. It's probably going to go over budget. <laughs> but then you probably wouldn't get the job if you told them that. So. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. We've, so, that was tricky. almost our very first podcast. Wasn't that our yep. topic of homeowners just like versus contractors. homeowners yeah. versus contractors? Like, let's just lay it out there and try to provide some transparency mm. to the homeowners, right. and then also try to speak directly to contractors on how to better negotiate what you literally just said. If I'm 100 percent honest with you, you won't give me the job. So the homeowner, in a weird way, is dictating some sort of. Um, like smoke and mirror. Uh-huh. If you just let me be honest with you, and then I don't have to lie to you, but or not lie to you, or maybe uh, under underscore what this is really going to look like. But you don't actually want me to tell you that this is probably going to take longer, probably cost more money, and be dirtier than you think. No. Right. Um, so then what happens is they get they hire the person who doesn't say that. Right, and then they get this awful experience because it's exactly what you said it would be. Right, right, and it's like so the guy that didn't tell you the full truth gets the job, mm-hmm. and the guy that was actually being honest with you from the beginning typically has a harder time getting the job. It's a weird, exactly. Like <laughs> you have to tread that line. Yeah, it's like oh man, there. look, I don't. We when we talk about it all the time, where we got to a point when we started, you know, getting out of just buying homes ourselves and fixing them up. Um, actually working with clients is i got to the point at least where i would sit down and say look you're gonna fucking hate us yeah right i just wanted to no we won't we're oh, we so love excited you for the kitchen yeah. no no you're gonna hate you're us. gonna get no Give me we four got weeks. a little yeah we got a little microwave down in the basement we're gonna make it work now this is gonna reach a point i'm telling you where you're gonna have to like we need to sit down and have a meeting evan <laughs> i know and i need to let you know that i told you in the very beginning that this was going to happen so when that moment comes i can say i i told you this was what it was going to be yeah. you know and they just never like hearing they it. get tired of writing checks yeah they t- get tired of the noise they get yeah. tired of guys in and out of their house yeah. i mean 
it, I try and, I mean, the way I built my business and, you know, pulling it away from when Evan and I were working together, but we did the same thing as we, we had the same, we had the same electrician, the same plumber, the same mechanical contractor, mm-hmm. the same little crew. Like it was not like we're just going to bid out to a different sub every time because going mm-hmm. in and out of someone's home is really personal, mm-hmm. which is why I don't like the remodel side. Yeah. Um, but it's fun as far as like trying to figure things out, but going in and out of someone's home every day, they want to know who's coming into their house. When they give you a garage code or you put a lockbox on their door and they're just like, come on in. Cause like, we love you guys. And it's just like, if it's the same people, it helps. So by the end of the project, when they're still ready to cut your throat and they're done, at least it's the same guys in and out. And they're just like, who yeah. is this guy today? Yeah. I don't even know that. And you know, you get that phone call. Yeah. There's a weird dude at the front door. Do you know him? Keeping yeah. it consistent is, is really important. I found yeah. it makes it easier over the years, but it, it's tough, especially towards the end, and they've got the little blue tape out. Right. <laughs> and you're just like, I just want to collect my check. We're good. Yeah. We love it. Have you been able so to keep awful. consistent trades with you, or is that a Yes and no. And I would say the, the no was because um, I have I've butted heads with guys the last, I would say the last year or so, it's been a little tough. Um, really, the, the subs are trying to raise their prices a lot. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to grab that money because it's, they think there's, I mean, there is, there's a, there's a deficiency in, in work right now. Um, but when you fuck me over and you're not honest and you've been honest, like I've given you all this work and I refer out to, you know, other jobs for them that I don't even want. And to, to have to remind them that I've done that. And then they come back and say, oh man, I still got to charge another two grand or I got to give you another three bucks a foot on the sheet because, you know, that's just what it is today. Sorry, Shane. I'm like, no. Get the fuck off my job site. I mean, so I've I've let go of some guys mm. that were very consistent with me for a while because of that, um, unfortunately. But I've I've otherwise been pretty consistent keeping those guys around. It's just <laughs> delayed. Has right. your team been pretty consistent? How much like attrition do you have with with your crew? What was that? Sorry. Like like is your is your team your 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 group is it pretty consistent? Do you have a lot of turnover? Um, do you experience, I'm like, you said you had, what, six guys? Yeah. Six? I mean, have you had them for a while? I have. I have my main guy, Alan. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's been with me pretty much from the start. Okay. Um, and then I have my other second guy from him, Jesse, and he's been with mm-hmm. me for about over a year now. So okay. I usually keep a consistent three-man team. Yeah. That's usually what I can keep. Yeah. That's the ace team right there. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether my other guys show up or don't. We can keep the You can still go. keep us, going. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh it's tricky. It's uh, it's tricky to keep around. Yeah, let me together. let me ask both of you guys this question, and I'm, I'll leave myself for the attack. I'm gonna flick your nuts. What's Are this? you guys overpaid? Are we overpaid? Not you two specifically. Yeah. Should a framer come into my house? I'm using framing just as an example, mm-hmm. and make forty an hour. I think for you're cutting you're, wood, you're pulling it. Listen, it's a craft. I mean, if you it want is to do a craft, it right. and here's the reason why. And I'll, I'll then I'll let Josh speak because yeah. he's. I mean, he's he frames every day, but um, you are setting up the structure for the rest of the trades. Yeah, you're make, the, the better you are, the easier it is for everyone else. And then for me, because I'm still, I still have my bags on a lot. I'm coming back in and doing a lot of the finish work, and I have a Josh as my main guy too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing all the millwork, the trim, the doors, everything. So you know, if if we sub out a framing crew, it better be the way we'd frame it, or we're gonna be pissed come up when we come back in. And I think it's the key to like 
know, when you're trying to find guys that want to stay with you is having mm-hmm. to do some of those trades after they frame mm-hmm. to understand why it's so important. But I think we're in a little bit of a bubble because we've got a cost of living issue here in Colorado. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think across the country, labor has gone up because there's stuff happening, but I don't... It seems like it just got exponentially more expensive well, I was gonna, over so the last start, five years. Yeah, I would say, I would throw Josh, because he's got a consistent three-man crew is what he's saying, but when you're finding other guys and they come to you, what do they ask to start with very little experience? Because it seems like the $20 an hour realm is like it's what gone. they want to start with zero experience. Yeah. And there was even guys I was watching, I think it was like two weeks ago on on uh, the news and their Congress is talking about bumping the minimum wage again. Mm -hmm. This guy was preaching for a $20 minimum wage an hour. I don't know how you stay in business with the guy that's shop backing after the end of the day. (laughs) Are you going to pay him 20? I mean, you were overpaid shop backing. Yeah. Um, Well, might be in the top five shop backers (laughs) in the country. Hall of Famer. But I mean, Josh, do you you think that, I mean, when, when when a guy comes to you and they say, I can frame or I have some skills, what are they asking for pay off the start? Yeah, what's the starting? A lot of the guys that claim to be really skilled, they want that thirty to thirty-five dollars mm-hmm. an yeah. hour. But yeah. honestly, ninety percent of those guys are not as skilled as they claim to right. be. They may have been at one time in their life. But yeah, right. So, just wonder if know. the Joshes and the Shanes of the world just put their foot down and said, "Look, this is my company." My company is here to make profit and deliver good products, and it's almost impossible to get consistent work when I'm paying the people, you know, unloading trucks um, 40 bucks an hour, 35 bucks an hour. And if you guys just collectively, now this would never happen, but just put your foot down and say, I pay 18. Well, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to go do that. But then if that was everywhere, if it would reset, would recalibrate, you know what I mean? It's mm. like anytime, take Josh Thompson, for mm. example. <laughs> yeah. Love Josh, right? Um, does great work. He did work on my house, one of Shane's guys. And um, it was kind of like, well, look, I want, you know, 40 an hour, 50 an hour. And it's like, wow, hold on a minute. How long is this going to take you? You know, it's going to take me this long or whatever. And we were trying to figure out, do I pay you a a lump sum just to complete the bathroom or do I pay you hourly Mm -hmm. to do it? Um, And I'm not saying Josh is overpaid and I'm not necessarily saying he's underpaid. I'm just saying, I think that was from the time that I kind of got out of renovating or whatever to back. I'm like, this seemed to get really expensive, jumped really fast. We used to be able to go find good work anywhere from 15 to 25 an Mm -hmm. hour. Um, and I don't know if it's the cost of living. It might also be what like what you're alluding to, which is there's just a shortage in labor, so they get to be more picky. Mm. They can say, "Look, you can take me or not. Find another guy that's going to replace all your doors." There's not a lot of people doing that kind of remodel work anymore, right? You know, so if you want your doors, your interior doors all replaced, um, this is what it's going to be. Yeah. You can say no or you can say yes, but I'm in demand. You know, yep. I don't know if there's a benefit to that, but. I'm overpaying right now. I mean, I, I don't know if Josh feels that way, but I know I'm overpaying for a lot of the work that we're doing. I'm overpaying the guys. And I've had, I've had a, a, I would say, a heartfelt conversation with some of the guys, subs and, and guys mm-hmm. that are working with me about what I can actually pay them now because I'm starting to get to a point where it's so expensive, even though there's still money out there, people are like, whoa, I don't know. 
let me get back to you. And of course that means that's code for, I'm going to go see if I can get it cheaper. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get that call back halfway through a project, Shane, come in and help us. Cause this guy's not very good. Or he walked mm-hmm. off the job or whatever it is. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not going to like make Josh feel bad, but I think, yeah, 40 to 45 an hour for a decent framer is, I think is overpaying right now, but what are you going to do? I mean, there's, you're overpaying the same, hourly rate we were paying five or six years ago for a good one is now an average one for maybe five dollars more an hour yeah so it's it's hard i mean when you're bidding jobs are you are you starting to get squeezed by builders or have you have that felt that yet or Mm, a little bit yeah yeah a little bit but i'd usually sway away from those those builders (laughs) yeah Yeah. i I need what i need to cover it so yeah it doesn't matter what you need to cover it i need to cover it yeah yeah, you got to keep your good guys for sure. There's a lot of variables with it. I think uh, I think we're going to see a change here soon. I think it's mm-hmm. starting to plateau a little yeah. bit, and I think I think it'll all level out here. Yeah. I think there was a, a big peak here over the last yeah. five years, but yeah, I just seemed we'll to get really expensive. And yeah. I know there's times I know you've experienced it where it's like, did all my subs just make more money on this than me? Oh yeah, oh, there's been multiple jobs that they were all getting paid. See, that, but if it kept the project moving and it kept right. the doors open then you gotta do what you I gotta just, do yeah but. no that's the part as the entrepreneur in me <laughs> it's like look i'm doing this to make money and have a career i make money first and that seems in this industry getting to be harder and harder if you want to have your own company right and it's just like i'd almost be better off just saying i'm 35 an hour and just hire me you know, and maybe I'd make more money and stay more busy. I've had those. I've, I mean, I've, I've had that heartfelt conversation with my wife yeah. about that in the last couple of years. I mean, I got I got throttled on a couple of jobs. Just real quick backstory over the last two years, and I got buried into a hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, being making stupid decisions where I actually knew better, mm. which is the worst part. It's like I knew better, but mm. I did it anyway. Everything got done. Everyone's happy. Plenty of guys made money. Mm-hmm. I'm paying back loans. Like. Yeah. At what point, you know, you have that, once that happens, you have that sit down with yourself and whoever else, your family, and you go, the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And then they come to you, hey, man, that was great. Can you do another job? Yeah. Where's where's the work? And you're just like, (laughs) I can't do another job. I got to figure out how to pay for the one I I, just did. I know that was great for you. I'm going to build a whole house myself because I can't afford to pay anybody. So, yeah, it's sometimes, I mean, there's days where I'm sure you felt the same way. Like, I just want to clock out at 4 30 and go home and not worry about it and collect my check. Yep. That's the that's the hardest part with when we talk about being an entrepreneur. That's that's it right yeah. there. Because there's days where you're gonna be like, holy shit, I made less I made less money than everyone else here. Yeah, I'm the boss. I'm the most skilled guy here, and I made nine dollars an hour for yeah. this job. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, that's where I think those guys shouldn't be getting paid that forty dollars an hour because they don't yeah. carry that risk. That nope. No, there's no skin in the game. No. Yeah, I just get to show up and work and drive off in my. Uh, $80,000 truck. I'm like, oh, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck just happened here? <laughs> like, dude, that's a really nice truck. Yeah, you're going to get one? I can't afford one. That's weird. I'm paying you for I'm work. paying you too much. Yeah, I think I'm paying you too much, man. Uh, good advice to all uh, subcontractors out there. Don't have a nicer truck than the boss. Drive the shitty when truck When you want to negotiate. <laughs> when you're negotiating pay, pull up in your, like, uh, Dodge your Neon it has like two by fours on the roof. I'm like, damn, I'm just trying to make it work. Oh, you want I, that guy. You want somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> He's dragging me. <laughs> no, I'm really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this for years. And you haven't figured out to get a truck yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. Um, 
No, I was just thinking about that because, um, you know, when when I was doing the work in the backyard and I had, um, you know, Sleepy and his guys out there. Mm, Sleepy. Um, Love him. You know, there's guys willing to work for, they just, they just need to be making money, yeah. you know? And it was like, you know, pay these guys 15 bucks an hour and they can get a lot done. And, you know, they're generally pretty well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a drop-off between someone like a Josh Thompson and those people. I mean, 100% Josh Thompson crushed it on the work he did in my bathroom and actually it turned out to be a, a overall pretty good deal for me so thank you josh if you're listening um but i'm also pretty ruthless yeah. when it comes to that stuff i'm a tough negotiator but i'm like at the same time there's a guy in the bathroom getting paid 40 an hour 45 an hour and outside there's guys working for 15 an hour and i and i had this moment where i'm like watching josh like cut wood and then I'm watching them cut wood, and I'm like, the same action of cutting wood's happening, but one's, for, I'm like, what the, what is the gap here? And like, you guys are both holding wood, cutting it, and putting it in, but one's 15 an hour, one's 45, one's driving a Ford Raptor truck, and the other one's in a Dodge Neon, and the quality, I'm like, uh, you know, I've always, uh, and I think, f- to me, there are certain, and this is um, clearly my ignorance, um, you think of like finish work and trim carpentry, like those things being more expensive. Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of laid it out too about, or and you too about. Uh, that's why I was asking, like, how do you quantify good work? Because mm-hmm. um, it seems like to the layman, well, framing's framing. If it's bad, it won't pass code, right? So you know what what really is, quantifies good framing versus bad framing? Is it speed? Is it efficiency? Is it the amount of work that you redo? Um, because it seems like there's already a built-in mechanism to uh, evaluate the work, which is mm-hmm. inspections, right? There is and there isn't. I mean, there is code. You have to, yeah. Framing's framing, and yeah. it all should look the same. There's a difference between some clean framing and some sloppy track framing. Mm-hmm. You, you walk yeah. through those houses, and you can see it's, there's a difference in the craftsmanship there. Even though there is framing and there's a standard to it, yeah. there, there still is a difference there. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah splitting wood, firing too many nails into it, you know, the top plate, and it, it it just looks messy. I mean, if you walk through it and you see 14 nails going every which direction, the wall's up, it's going to stay. Yeah. But there's going to be a lot of trades that are going to be cursing these guys when later. they come in later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can make a really good trim carpenter look a lot better, and they will come back, and sometimes even it's a good negotiating tactic on pay knowing if like when they ask me who's framing this thing oh, that's where we've gotten some right of the biggest work is from the trim carpenters they'll yeah. tell you this this guy knows what we want we want him to frame this yeah. and i'll take the job really? yeah because if the, if it's hmm. if it's one of those crews i'm gonna have to charge you give more. me an example like give me like if you're a trim carpenter like think of something like i'm looking around the room mm-hmm. literally and i'm looking at like the bowl nosing and stuff like that like is that or window installers is that where they're like please give me good a good framer or i mean like flat what's an wall. example well so so the, the she rockers are coming. like dude you're making this too complicated yeah. a flat fucking well, wall <laughs> if you if you just simple stuff like if you yeah. don't crown your studs right and now there is cool stuff happening with with framing lumber too but let's just conventional nominal lumber if you don't mm-hmm. crown your studs so you know, every stud's gonna have some sort of weird twister curve to it. There's not many, it's it's from a tree and it's being mm-hmm. milled, it's not perfect, right? Mm-hmm. 
So everything's curved one way going down the wall. Mm-hmm. You're gonna tr- that wall will be true. So when mm-hmm. the sheetrock guys come in and they hang sheetrock, it's gonna be fairly flat. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, they don't really care, especially when you're going to production the stuff. Rockers. They're just gonna hang rock, and and yeah. that wall's gonna do this. So if that wall's you know oil canning, mm-hmm. and the guys come in to trim it out, how much longer does it take them to make it look nice? Not that's just nice, not even good, right? If if your you know if your wall's not squared up to the to the, your channel and your you know your ninety's not perfect and you go to hang that door, they're gonna be fighting that door to get it in just so the damn thing closes. And I guess the same thing would be true for your trim guys who are putting in baseboards right. and so all you, the you same. You can't kind run of base if yeah. the walls oil canned, you know. Yeah. So it, it all it all trickles down. But that's what I was saying. Like that's why framing it, there's it's. There's so much importance behind mm-hmm. it if you're if you got a good framing crew. So those trim guys know if, if Josh is framing the house, their job is way easier. They may not even charge as much as they normally do. I've had trim guys like if they know we're we're gonna trim or we're gonna frame it, they'll like I'll give you a deal on this man. I don't, I'm not gonna charge my normal rate because we'll be in and out here so much faster and it'll still look really good. Yeah. Um, so that I make more money because I can still charge their rate to the client. Right. Secret. So. <laughs> It's good for everybody, and they'll come and they'll take more of those jobs, like you were saying. They'll request you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if, if the builders like they've got their little crews of you know whoever's doing what, and the trim guys will come up and go, well, make sure Denver Homeworks is framing it, and we'll stay with you guys. You know, like, and so they'll call them up, hey Josh, we got a job for you. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you get referred from other trades if you're if you're on top of that? No, I mean, it's, it, it works. Don't. I think this is where some of that alternative building comes mm-hmm. and is beneficial though, because it's hard. It's hard to pick out the right material on yeah. the site and snowing outside. Yep. Mm-hmm. As opposed to you can do a lot of that in the warehouse and. Oh yeah, it sounds nice. I mean, imagine, it all out right yeah, there, so. you framing with your shorts on all year round here. Yeah. That's kind of a nice gig too, you know. <laughs> Flip flops. No. No. That OSHA would not approve. That's also me. <laughs> Walking around, shop back in flip flops. In flip flops. Um, <laughs> what's uh, give us a give us a horror story? I want to hear one. I want to hear what 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 is the without having to say the client's name. A horror story. Yeah, I want to I want to hear the the your worst job ever that you had. Mm, I mean, starting off in the very beginning, uh, very eager, very hungry, willing to take pretty much whatever. Mm-hmm. We got burned a few times there on. They just wouldn't pay you pretty much. So those were smaller jobs. Those were just, I mean, a few thousand dollars here, a few thousand yeah. dollars here. But when you're starting off, that that's makes a lot the of difference money. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, but you learn really quickly, and you get a feel for who's legitimate and who's not. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So that was <clears throat> kind of discouraging in the beginning there, but um, you didn't have one that was like we framed this up and then a uh, and then uh, it was just exposed. And it rained for five days, and you had to come in and rip the whole house down. There's nothing like that. Nothing burned down. We did, nothing burned we did down. have one, which I'd mentioned. It's tricky with the, yeah. the big customs, and they get picky yeah. about stuff. But uh, we rolled an entire second floor, had a bunch of LVLs <clears throat> as the main structure, yeah. and they were going to faux beam them out later. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were 14-inch LVLs. We had the entire floor laid down maybe 2,000 square feet, and the homeowner came in and realized that those beams were two inches too big. <laughs> That's what I mean. We're a couple inches, so we literally tore the entire floor up, craned all the LVLs out, oh. ripped down two inches, oh. put it all back in. So did they pay for that? Was that like? A, could you change order for that? Or yeah, yeah. That, oh, okay. absolutely. <laughs> it's like there was no argument with that. Uh, I mean, no. I've had clients do that sometimes, and you're like, well, 
we're going to charge you for that. It's yeah. okay. And they go, really? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the balance between the You'll find yourself with a empty house. Yeah. 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 Oh, see, that's, yeah. Those are the things that just, I, that's, I, I just, I know that if, you know, and we're looking and getting back into certain things and it's just like, I would never want to work for a, like a client. Just, well, I just don't. It, yeah, it's. I want, I'm trying to get out of it. That's why yeah. I, I've done all this over the last couple of years. Um, I, I, I don't. It's weird. I don't like people, and if, I mean, and I'm sure you've experienced this in the last few years. People moving into the state, it's a different dynamic. So it's it's a different game being played mm-hmm. when we're doing this work. But the the biggest thing I've learned over the years is how to really get good at reading people and you know the client's always vetting the contractor but mm-hmm. guess what we get to vet the client i don't think and they think that ever they don't ever really think yeah. about they that they just think until, that you would be really lucky yeah if you get this job and they can't yeah, yeah. they can't believe you're saying no to like this is a sixty thousand dollar basement you don't want this job no i don't because i'm not going to make 60 grand yeah one and two i'm probably gonna end up spending money on your house because i can see where this is going from day one you're already nitpicking you know papers that are sitting on the table and we haven't even pulled a permit to get started yet. Too many bad vibes over the years. You learn like when you're first starting out, you're just like, whatever they say yes to, I'm just going to do it. And you get, you get burned. You end up realizing those four to $6,000 jobs that you ended up losing money on. You could have been better off sitting at home playing video games. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the hard lessons of, of starting your business, especially in this industry, but learning how to read people. Mm hmm is key and now right in, in, in this industry right now with as much businesses out there it's easy to say no to jobs because there's plenty to have like you're you can pretty much exclusively just take builder jobs right now if you wanted mm. and those usually are a lot better than if you're working for a client on a remodel for sure mm. but when it gets hard you know that's why i was talking about adaption earlier is like what what do you do what, what else can you be doing because i know i'm not going to go back into taking any more client work that way not on the remodel side. The basements. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, not, dude, my back's killing me from. I mean, I didn't even have a step stool for two days. Yeah. I was using a, like a little stool. But unless you guys spread out your work, meaning like what you're saying, like maybe the next evolution would be doing residential work with clients again. But right now, you don't really have to. You're kind of busy enough with the kind of the two builders that you're working with. That you kind of don't have to. They just keep calling you and giving you work, and that's enough for you guys to kind of be profitable and keep you guys busy and everything works out. Um, and if one of those builders decided not to continue hiring you guys for whatever reason, or that builder decides to get into restaurants or something, right, instead of building, and yep. you're down to one, would you go look for another builder? Would you just <clears throat> be taking on any other additional work to try to keep your guys busy? Or um, I guess my question is, how much have you thought about your, like depending on your two builders now, that if something changed with those builders, like how, what, how would you would adapt to make sure that you stayed busy? Would you go back into the working with clients? Would you try to go find another builder? Mm-hmm. Have you thought about that much? And kind of What's maybe- your next 10 years look like? I think it's a it's a balance there. Of, yeah, there's a lot of variables of what's going on with the market too. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I bounce around on the regular with yeah. it of thinking about being a builder, thinking about alternative building. Mm-hmm. 
staying with the framing contracting. So, yeah. mm. you want to frame a shipping container home? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Sweet. Yeah. You just need some walls inside of it. <laughs> some walls inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd figure that out. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some nuances with that, but that's that's the stuff I'm, I wanted to try and figure out. I mean, especially with wall assemblies, that's kind of like my little what with shipping containers. Yeah, that little yeah. niche I want to get into is figuring out the best way to to. Take a steel box and make it a home. Take a steel box and make it a home <laughs> without having thermal bridging issues and, and yeah. you know, as cool as it can be without spending too much money. Because yeah. we talk about it all the time. If you overfabricate these things, why not just build a stick-built home? Yeah. Yeah. That the whole point is speed, efficiency, cost, yeah. and then you get the cool look afterwards. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, It'd be pretty dope to find somebody for what we want to do that consistently does it. Yeah. And says, no, 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 I'm willing to, have you ever, have you ever framed something like that? Like a shipping container? Yeah, either a shipping container or some sort of weird, you know, like what's the strangest thing that you've had to frame? <laughs> That's probably mine. You know <laughs> that what I mean? project. Like, what, yours, the one that he Oh, yeah, it was What that, was with that? that? Was, it was just goofy because they were trying to figure out the load of the roof and where to carry it down. And that was another one of those things where, this wasn't the restaurant, was it? No, no. this was this was a Boulder. Okay. Um, but where the where that uh, PSL and that gang studded post was like three inches on the wrong side, of, and this was the engineer's mistake on the wrong side of the beam that was down all the way in the basement. Yeah, and it didn't land on that steel beam. It was like I mean maybe six inches off, so it was just carried into space. So then I had to go back downstairs. I don't know if I told you this, and opened up the ceiling, and basically ran a beam right next to the other one that carried it all the way over to the steel beam because i was like there's no we can't get the post into that wall there's nowhere to do it um anyway so that was it was just like I, one of those things where it's like i just spent money to do this for him. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but have you have you framed something completely strange and outrageous? rich have you ever done have you done any commercial framing mm. Any of the commercial would have been my multifamily, but it still all yeah. stays with your standard yeah. Yeah. IRC. It's all the same stuff. Yep. So. Yep. So. Um, not really. No? Not really. I think that's where the, the, the gap needs to be bridged, though, is that yeah. this alternative building still needs to follow the IRC and somewhere they need to meet. So there mm-hmm. still needs to be a standard there that you can re-replicate things sure. over and over and see the same thing. Yeah. So. That's International Residential, residential code? code? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. I just want to make sure. Boy. Yeah. Hey, look, man. You know, there's a lot of things I'm not. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Is, is there more to that statement? Nope. Nope. There's a lot of things I'm not, man. But I do remember. No, no, no. Uh, I remember the book thumbing through it. Like, you know what? This Shane knows this shit. So I don't need to fucking thumb through this goddamn thing. <laughs> just ask this guy. Um, there's moments. Yeah, no, man. Because we would be. I, I'm 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 trying to I know man with the snow if you're not in Colorado this has been a crazy like three weeks it's been wild I think it's been crazy well only because it was feet. so dry and warm like all of December God. and most of January this and has been like the snowiest three weeks I can remember since I've moved here and like their nature's trying to catch up I know, dude seriously <laughs> I mean God it's been I haven't washed my truck in a month. I think everybody's been spoiled the last few winters. Yeah, and that's part of it. Anyway. I, mean, I don't mind it. It's winter. Get, yeah, it's supposed don't to. Don't like it. You can probably shitty move. for doing exterior work. It's. Do you? Yeah, that's another question. Do you stay? Do you take work? You stay busy all year round. I mean, it's mm-hmm. busy now. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, we can't stop. Yeah. yeah. Take it when it's there. Yep. Yeah. If they're Hopefully, ready. here in the city, <clears> that 
None of it really stays too long. So. Well, I mean, Colorado doesn't, yeah, you, you know, it's, yeah, it'll snow in two days later. Most of it can melt as soon as the sun's out. It could be 20 degrees and it's gone. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but it, it's not, it's not like working in Alaska or Canada or. Yeah, up in the mountains there, I think it's yeah. a little different, but. A, there's a ton of snow up there right now. To me. It, it sounds like I'd pay 45 an hour. Yeah. You want me to do what outside? <laughs> That's going to be 45 an hour. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair enough. I'm trying to <laughs> chalk your I'll come mind. back this summer and charge you cheaper. Yeah. Um, but until <laughs> then, I'm not. Yeah. That sounds awful. Yeah. It's not uh, as much fun. Because it's really snowing outside. Yeah. Well, it is. It is coming. It's pretty. So you guys' is shipping container, where are you guys at with that right now? A lot closer, I think. I think we're getting closer. Um, we are. We met with a potential investor last week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and the idea right now is to build a prototype, to actually build one, get our hands on some shipping containers, build something. We'll we'll keep the property mm-hmm. as uh, built by Bailey's home, right? Uh, which we can use personally, um, but. Also as an investment type asset to where we can Airbnb it out. So picking the right place, um, the right layout, the right layout to achieve kind of the right thing. So the idea is if we want to take the shipping container idea for um, affordable housing, that somewhere in this structure, this was actually Shane and I's first decision in meeting with this investor is kind of lay out what the vision is. Yeah, what we're trying to yeah. accomplish. We to thought, start. well, we could just build a two-bedroom, one-bath, think of like real mod shipping container like cabin up in the hills somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be sweet to own. We could go there. We could also walk people through almost like a model. This is what we can build. This is how much it costs. Or at least get going on one. This one will be probably more expensive than because we haven't. Uh, when I say yeah. expensive, it'll be inexpensive, but we'll be able to get it even less expensive right. after we work on one. So the idea is like, let's let us thumb through one ourselves mm-hmm. instead of like take a client on and right. try to do it. Like, let's make our own mistakes and all that kind of stuff. And then we'll sit through and reevaluate. But we didn't know if we wanted to do a two bedroom, one bath and just make this like small, real like dope mod cabin. Is this out of one? That'd be out of one okay. if it was a two-bed, one-bath. Or or two. Or two. I was or, thinking doing two 40-footers together because that ends up being 640 square feet um, and give us just enough space. Um, but really figuring out how to make this unbelievably, unbelievably simplified with trying to make it as aesthetically pleasing as possible. Like that would be the goal. Have someone walk in and say, this thing is amazing. What they don't know is that it was well thought out to keep Mm. the cost down. Mm. Um, But we thought if we're going to hold on to the property, only a two-bedroom, one-bath, 200 or 640-square-foot structure isn't very marketable if we want to Airbnb it out or if we want to. um, Determining that clientele for that investment side of it is where we're trying to like, okay, what does this look like then? If it's, I mean, I don't want to, it'd be great just to have one, but I want to make money on it and yeah, know, have it for free, basically. So what we figured out we would do, or what we decided on doing, is make the two-bedroom, one-bath, but basically give it a wing, uh, so maybe two more, mm-hmm. right? So connect it with like a 40-footer, so think like a U, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and creating like an internal courtyard type thing, where the other one is more like a conference room, where it's a bigger room and maybe the back 
10 or 15 feet of the 40 footer is like a room with some bunk beds, whatever, but it's like a conference room. So people could rent it out for business purposes, for retreats. It housed more for, um, people to Airbnb. It sleeps more. Right. Um, Shane can run some classes and, or if, uh, just, it gave us more marketability. So that way it is a larger structure, but it houses the two bedroom, one bath that people can still look at. Right. Right. And so that's kind of where we're at now. So this investor is super interested. Um, I talked to him again um, and just trying to figure out how that would all transpire. So in theory, everybody's in. Shane's done some drawings. Uh, I think we have a good design idea. And I think once we figure out kind of the money part with this person, we'll really start looking at what this looks like. And where it's going to go. And where it's going to go. I mean, obviously, we want it somewhere that's desirable. If we're going to hold on to it, a place where we can take the kids and the family up for a weekend, or if we're not there, people want to rent it. Um, I want it to have some land, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So finding the right property. But then once we kind of get there, it's kind of like, all right, get with an engineer mm-hmm. and here's what we want to build and let's start talking about it. And if we, the whole idea is, not just to build this really great structure, to build a great structure that's beautifully designed, that is inexpensive to build. Right. Right. And so there's this weird little formula there that we're trying to figure out because if we can kind of get that dialed in, then um, there is probably some ways, which we've discussed at nauseum on this podcast, but um, to maybe supplement shipping container construction to replace a lot of manufactured mobile homes which allows us to do more for those people because a shipping container home uh if mortgage becomes real property whereas uh mobile home and manufactured homes always remain private property and depreciate so you could build essentially these communities uh they you could treat them like a normal mobile home or manufactured home would be and then after a year or so if they've established their pay Mm-hmm. Then a mortgage company could come in and say, well, at $300 a square foot, you'd only be at like 40% loan to value. So we'll just mortgage you and you just get your house. Right. Um, so we need to, that's why we want to build the two bedroom, yeah. one bath. So that's kind of where we're at now is we're just getting ready. I think at our meeting, we were saying that if we can get started this summer, actually with construction, that's what we would do. Like, let's actually start, um, building this summer so it's a little aggressive but i think once we get going i don't i don't once they get once the shipping containers get engineered right and then they come and get dropped on place you know on site mm. i think it will go i mean it's just construction at that point once it's in place once it's yeah, in place that is, i mean the nuance for me is well, structurally, it's, I mean, if we're sitting on piers and grade beams or whatever, they, you know, we have probably just piers like giant caissons because right? mm-hmm. they're all loaded up in the corners. Getting those delivered and set up and put together. And after that, it's just con- pretty conventional construction as far as that goes. I mean, you're cutting out some doors and windows. It really depends on how much we're going to be fabricating it on site as opposed to do we buy the container, have wind, like, openings cut and reinforced welded up and then have it come out and put together or do we do everything on site and just literally set the containers together and then go from there so yeah. that part to me is obviously something i've never done before yeah. that's gonna be the, like the, the the scary part i guess is we you know because yeah, once it. it gets on site uh, yeah 
Once I'm, it's there and put together, we're we're good. But and I think if we were gonna if prototype this, then the idea would be to not do it on site. To actually try to go through the process that would say, here's how we can build ten of them. Right. You know what I mean? So um, fab them in a warehouse and then fab them in a warehouse and engineer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then otherwise you could probably stick frame something faster than what you're. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes and no. I mean, you're saving a lot on on material. I, I'm like, I, I've been doing a lot of like, okay, you know, scenario based building as mm -hmm. far as what that is, and where do you still save money, even if like, I, can I, how fast can I frame this up, as opposed to dropping this thing on and and going from there. I mean, some yeah. of the cost is just excavation. I mean, we're not, we're not doing. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That alone, if you can not excavate and just put right. some simple caissons in the ground. Yep. I mean, that's exactly that's what you huge. get to do. Yeah. That's yeah. a big deal. And good for the. Good for the environment. Good too. for yeah, the environment. Yeah, hundred percent. It's one of the first initial big savings. Yep. It's like, look, man, we're not having to dig out a side of a mountain, and plus, it makes a lot more property buildable. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. just like, look, man. I mean, that's what ended up getting this us into this. Is I was looking at property to potentially build, and I was looking at land around Larkspur, mm -hmm. and I was like, this is so damn cheap. And it's just like, yeah, man, this is all rock, you know, three, four feet underneath here. And you're going to have to dynamite stuff. I'm like, what? And then I started looking at it. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I could just do this. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, I can. Well, that all of a sudden makes this extremely buildable, which means I can buy this inexpensive land mm -hmm. and actually build a home. And it was like, but is that a house? Right. Or what is that? And then we find out as we keep going down the road, like, it is a house. It is a house. So it means once I build it, it comps out with the rest of these million-dollar homes. That's it, right? You need it yeah. to match yeah. what's around there. And mm -hmm. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, hold on a sec. If it only takes me $300,000 to build this thing, yet when I'm done with it, it comps out with the rest of these homes, and these homes are the comps, and they're $900,000 homes, and I'm sitting on like 300000 in equity. Mm -hmm. And that started this whole process of like, well, hold on a sec. Do I even need to put money down, Mr. and Mrs. Lender? I mean, you're going to be at like 60% loan to value. And it was kind of like, well, yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I'll say, yeah. It's half of your normal traditional. I yeah. Mean, that's right. Huge right there. A now huge. You're not looking at 30 yeah. years who, who are really yeah. paying their stuff off in yeah. 30 years. So. Yeah. And keep it in that 10 year mark. It's a lot more realistic. Yeah. And there's a lot of other benefits too. I mean, you save money. Like we were talking about, you're not doing floor joices and yeah. you're not doing, um, I mean, you don't. The roofing is different, right? Because, I mean, they're designed to shed water. I mean, I'm sure there's some things there that we, you know, that you may know more than me. But, I mean, there's just a lot of benefits. Um, if you allow, it's like what Shane said earlier, if you're not over-fabricating, if you're just saying, look, use the benefits of the shipping container, work within it, you will have some limitations. You won't be able to build a colonial home out of them, right? right? But if you're into modern design and that clean, that yeah, yeah, then yeah. this works yeah. extremely well, right. right? This can be a lot faster and a lot cheaper. Um, but I think that's why you're like the whole thermal bridging, like making it more efficient and yeah, make it more standardized. I mean, yeah, it a, is a steel box. It's a steel box, and then yeah. you're going to heat it and cool it, and yeah. you know you're going to live in it in, in mm -hmm. an environment that it wasn't designed for necessarily at the mm -hmm. beginning, but it can be done. So, and and there's guys out there that have figured out to some level how to how to you know literally take the bridging away, but it's not gone. Yeah. So what does that mean? I don't think it's been around long enough to determine what happens to the structure, you know, 15, 20 years down the road. Mm -hmm. What does that mean when we're building stuff? It's like, I want it to last, you know, 
and it may be out of warranty at that point, yeah. but I don't want my work to start looking like poo-poo either. And, yeah. You know, you drive by it. Well, and I have a friend that did a, um, a uh, addition with shipping containers. Turned out great. And in talking with him, he's like, look, there's so many things I would do differently. He's like, one, I would frame the outside of it. Really? Yeah. Um, and not necessarily the inside as much. So I would frame the outside and insulate from the outside and i think his rationale was even if i frame on the inside and spray foam insulate and do all that it's still metal on the outside and that's just the sun hits it it's just you're basically heating up this metal around he goes or or vice versa it gets super cold and it's like wrapping your house in ice so even though i'm still it's not as efficient as it would be i would have looked more at framing the outside of it Insulating and then putting some sort of ex- or you know cladding or something over the uh, over the outside of it. So I think whether that's true or not, or what needs to be done or not, I think this is kind of like, I think that's where whole shipping container construction kind of is at this point. Is like we're just trying to figure out, like one, can we build with it? Yes. Two, how expensive is it? Where do we waste money? And I think we're starting. I think it's at a point now, and maybe you can give your opinion, but. Um, where now it's like, okay, actually, how, what is the best way to build with these? We know we can. Yeah. We know it's possible. We know it can be inexpensive. We know people have wasted money. It's just in this kind of precipice of, like, experiment. Right. But it's still construction. That's what you're starting with. So I think people are just trying to grasp, you know, uh, you know. There's a, there's a lot more. I, I'm seeing a lot more interest in doing it over the last few years. And people, you know, there's there's a... I mean, people are asking us a lot, like, when, when is it going to happen? When is it? So you know there's a lot of interest out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting it dialed in as much as we can ahead of starting one, even if it's just, you know, this yeah. first one's a prototype, it's a, it's a gallery home, and basically is what it's going to be. Um, right now it's for the quirky. It. That's what it feels like. It's, Here in the United States, yeah. it feels like the people who really want to build one are building it for certain reasons mm-hmm. one they just want to do some alternative building mm-hmm. like that's who they are it's they're a cool eccentric thing. it's yeah. a cool thing hey i built my home out of shipping containers um or it seems to be um used as like office spaces and people who are just you know trying to be eccentric you know what i mean and i don't well they're being used more on job sites for storage and offices and mobile you know mobile yeah. stuff mobile thing. right but so, it it's not really been very standardized yet like it's not like um there is no like just builder out there that's saying we're just building developments with these things well yeah the standard of what they're doing to build is there's no one guy out there says this is this is the way you have to do the windows and everyone's doing the windows that way or this is the way you have to you know right like there's no everyone's doing it that way there's there's a lot of play and you know and that's what i'm saying like you kind of monitor the home as it's after it's being built of what's going to happen with it because you know is if you go build one of these in the city of denver are they going to push you to old to all the iecc requirements right um yeah. on some level i see that being a possibility because how do you do a blower door test on a, on a shipping container home i mean i i don't i don't know how well it's it's fairly well sealed but it's going to be how you build it from the inside or outside yeah. or both mm-hmm. um you know what it feels like it feels like the first year of the ufc <laughs> <laughs> freaking crazy yeah it's just like i think there's a thing here but it's just i think we need rules i think we need like regulations make sure no one dies on tv why are we letting a 400 pound guy fight 180 pound there should be weight classes that's what it feels like but people know it's a thing it's like there is a new sport evolving 
and we think it's going to be big. Oh, it will. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, but there's just that feeling of like it's not quite dialed in, and there's a, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know, that's a good I analogy. I follow your but, shitty rationale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's where you mentioned trying to create that community of it. If you can have yeah. multiple ones in that same area mm-hmm. and realize, because they kind of need to be looked at of their own thing. Right. They can't be the same standard building. So the, yeah. the county or whoever needs to look at that as a different thing. So. If there was a whole development right now of really custom shipping container homes, like real Scandinavian, super mod, energy efficient, I think immediately people's minds would switch from like, what a cool idea to like, oh, that's actually happening. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I'm okay with Just it. Just a proof of concept. Yeah, like a proof of concept. I don't I think th- the bigger cities are willing to risk risk it and see it, but I think right. the smaller jurisdictions, I think a right. lot down south, I think they'd be willing to do it. Yep, I think so too. I think people will look at, actually, I think here in the city, I think, well, I don't know. I don't know, man. I That like... Um, I call it like the new Denver architecture. It's all these mod square, like they do when yeah. they do the scrapes and they build those like little skinny three story. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, God, how many of these things can we build? You know what I mean? And, um, you look at those in the middle of Bonnie Bray or yeah. Glendale mm-hmm. and you're like, it's sitting right next to like your mom's house, mm-hmm. which is, you know, turn of the century, you know, little cottage. And it's like, that's fine. So I think if we can wrap our brains in Denver around those being thrown up everywhere, that they almost look like they could have been built out of shipping containers. Yeah, there's so, certainly homes out there that you could they could pass for those, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I know there's a couple uh, up in um, Highlands. Uh, I know there was uh, two up there that were built, and then there's an... That one, there's, I think, like Channel 9 News covered. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of looks like a giant home built out of shipping containers. And then the other one that was smaller that was in Highlands as well, they did a really good job. It looks like like nobody in the neighborhood would throw a fit for that. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a nice house. You know, it was well done, and they did a lot of architectural detailing outside to make it look like a home. I think you can find that one on... Uh, YouTube too, where they tour it, but I think that one was really expensive. I think that was kind of in the beginning of like people. That's somebody wanting to build one out of a shipping yeah, container. Project. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 totally. Yep. So yeah, it just feels like so where we're at with it right now is we're just trying to. We just need to get our hands on one. We need to build it. It's a two-step process right now. I think we're we're finish like solidify what design we're going to run with. Is it going to be two? Is it going to be three? I think yeah. we're kind of that's where we're at. So finish that to a concept where I can hand to an engineer. You know, as far as structurally how that's going to go together, openings, the whole deal, and yeah. then at the same time, the other part is this investor's going to have to come in and decide how he's going to spend his money on this, right? Yeah. How yeah. does that look? Yeah. Um, and, and we're going to do other things with it. Shane's going to do a whole YouTube series. Yep. Uh, so it'd be like very vlog kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, just document the um, whole thing. Document the whole process, make it like, you know, eight Everybody that comes to work episodes. on it gets to be doing their, you yeah. know, blow up their thing. Because that's the other thing we want to do with it. We want to kind of invite the community of builders into the project um, where the web series and everything can be a good advertising and marketing right. piece for their own company. Also, they can participate in some alternative building with the idea of solving some affordable housing stuff. Um, and we would trade off, you know, use of the space, you know, yeah. things like that with them and try to say, look, you know, this may be our project, but 
we're trying to figure out also who are the people who are going to be helping with this and then um, make it kind of theirs as well. So obviously we would pay people to do the work, but if they were willing to work on it with us and be flexible and say, I've never done it before. Well, we haven't either. Let's try it for the first time together mm. and try to kind of build that community. Um, we're trying to figure out kind of what that would look like. So once it's built, um, like for example, if it was you know your company and you guys wanted to help us frame this thing, obviously we would pay you, but then um, with it being something kind of uniquely different than what a lot of these contractors are doing, we would then say, look, this is kind of technically yours as well too. So if you want to use this as a uh, showroom for you know the work that you guys can do, or if you want to go up there and take your company on a retreat, it's yours, take it, you know what I mean? Like if you want to give your guys a nice weekend break and go do something for them for work and then it's available. So we're trying to like really kind of make it more of a community project. Mm -hmm. uh, technically we would own, but right. it's... It's kind of like we don't want to just do this on our own because it isn't about just building one. Well, it's the yeah. community as a whole that's going to drive it all and change it. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Cool. And that's kind of why we want to do it workshops. with a group. Yep. Yep. yep totally. Yep. And if you wanted to go up there and do a workshop, yep. then we would say it's, you know, look, man, you helped us build it. It's your space too. Go up there and use it, you know? Because yeah. um, that's the thing. If the whole idea is to find a way to make to move the UFC into sanction fights. <laughs> you know what I mean? To build weight classes and stuff. So we need, it can't just be us working on it. Yeah. We have to invite the larger community to work on it. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we're at with that, man. Um, it'll be fun. It'll, be, it'll certainly be fun. Look, we'll give you the chance to, uh, to lie to us about how much it'll cost. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, that's Josh. why you got to do it and see, see how it works out. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Josh's prices are actually pretty fair, especially for the level that they yeah. they work at. So, yeah, um, yeah. No, I would love to be a part of that. Not even to get paid, just just to be a part of that. Yeah, it'd part be of that fun, man. Is, that'd be awesome. We've yeah, got some, cool. yeah, we've got some guys that that are. I mean, even Casey's like, yeah, I'll come in and wire that fucker up for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's all about it. So yeah. it's it's that's that's kind of like the bigger. I think the bigger goal is that's the starting block. To get everybody involved and then we can kind of like branch out and everybody kind of develops extra skills from it yep develops that kind of like little our little community bubble and then we can move on and, and create whatever that's going to be from there because so. if we're successful i mean that's when so when when <laughs> thank you yeah um when we're successful it's going to be a showroom because that's really kind of so a little backstory on me that's kind of what i'm going to introduce into it i'm going to be using this thing to get people in there try to figure out how to solve this puzzle and standardize this form of building mm -hmm. and whether the next thing is you know we talked about like once we build this one what's the next thing and it was kind of like i think we got to build one more right so we got to take what we've learned and then build it and see how much we can reduce the cost mm -hmm. without having end to end mistakes and see if the timeline to build can be decreased. So really kind of figure out what the metrics are, build it, actually evaluate those metrics, build another one and see if those well-defined metrics, so that's cost, design, construction, engineering, whatever it is, and see if these things can improve. And then if they can, then I think we're on to something. Yep. And then we can say, okay, at that point, maybe the next thing we do is actually go do a, like a micro development. You know, think of like an enclave. We'll buy a larger piece of land. We'll subdivision it out. We'll actually run this process, try to figure out 
what low-income people, what that looks like and qualifying and give them these houses, put them in there. Um, I already have some lenders on the back end that were like, look, if they're buying their shipping container home as a private property, putting on land that they're renting, if they can make show us that they can make 12 months of payments, I'll come in and I'll just mortgage it. And then they just have a house mm. with equity. Right, so do a little micro development yeah. like that would probably be the next step. Which again, why you kind of want to invite the community in, right? Because it's kind of like, hey, it'd be like the second using you guys as an example. It'd be the second house. You know, you've already done two with us, so now it's like here's nine that need to be framed up. Right. You know what Just I mean? Re-replicate them. Yep. And re-replicate it, right? And now all of a sudden, it is is you know, wherever the process works, we can start moving into and, and building quite a bit of homes. Uh, for people who really need them yeah and make it work financially for us you right. know? Yeah. so that's that's the idea so that's kind of where we're, we're really close we're, we're, we're getting really close. really close yeah. so I'm, I'm getting excited yeah. i really would like to get started like may look, june the, the worst case scenario we all end up with a piece of property that we get to go use yeah you know <laughs> I mean, it's like you know it's exciting yeah anyways yeah me and um, my wife just snagged a piece of property up in alma recently for, oh did you oh, really nice. basically that's dude i've been looking right in alma there. it's an interesting spot up there but yeah, yeah. But for that same thing right there, what, yeah. what can we get some cheaper land and do some creative right. building? But yeah. we ran right into the, the county up there. They don't allow you to build on caissons. So oh, they don't? Right out there, your shipping container goes right out the huh. Why would they right not let the you window. build on caissons out there? I think the... What the hell know, would be the reason for that? They have their standard foundation yeah. designs that they want you to They got one guy in the review looking at... It's a lower impact on the environment. I would think. He just can't review him. He doesn't look. He's probably got, you know, the guy on staff can't review him. See, that's the shit that drives me <laughs> nuts. Man. That's called I red can't? tape. Jesus. Yeah. Criminy. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's, for that's why other. we can't build a, a, a coronavirus hospital in a week. Is this guy, <laughs> this one cat in the building office in Alma. Spread footing only. Sorry, yeah. buddy. I think a lot of times you don't really... I mean, you do need their permission, but a lot of times you should just do it and show them, like, look, this works. This yeah. Is, I think there's going to be a little of that. You have to pay the repercussions that. afterwards, yeah. but Are you going to make me rip okay. this down? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, there'll probably be a little bit of that on this on the one we're going to build anyway. Yeah. Like, hey, where, hey, hey. Where are you guys oh, looking man. to put it at? Well, we we looked at a couple, and of course, obviously, we'll, it's on whatever land's available, but we're kind of looking at the two, two lots that uh, we just recently pulled up just to kind of evaluate. We're around Blackhawk. Um, okay. Something that's still fairly close to the city. Mm. Um, again, that marketability piece, because it's just going to be a show property that we try to actually monetize also. Um, but close to the city, obviously close to Blackhawk, so there's some benefit there. And you yep. can get some land relatively inexpensive that's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, so we're kind of looking at that. We want to try to keep it, since he's going to be the builder, um, and he's in Lafayette. I don't want to send him down to like Larkspur. Right. You know what I mean? Every day. So we're trying to keep it somewhere on that I 70 kind of early corridor or maybe around like Lyons and mm -hmm. kind of that area. So it's actually feasible for suck. him. Yeah. To try to get to. Because um, there's like around Alma and Bailey and Buena Vista, mm -hmm. beautiful land that you can buy out there mm -hmm. for relatively inexpensive. But that's just not feasible for, for getting this thing yeah, built. My wife would hate me if I was gone for six months. Although I did look at a piece of property um, last night. I was searching around, and um, I found one that actually has a two-bedroom, one-bath cabin on it. 
that was like stay uh, in while you work 100 percent, and it was like actually not that bad and i think it was like 165 grand but it came with 35 acres and it came with this cabin and i'm like maybe that's the way we can get this work so if you want to come up and work you can also just stay in the cabin you know like i was thinking they could drop one of the containers on site and just throw a bed in there there's your benefit right there yeah yeah, totally yeah Yeah. exactly say what's the first thing you guys build our sleeping quarters (laughs) yeah what yeah yeah it's uh yeah, anyways, that's where we're at. Well, if you guys, when we get closer, we'll, we'll yeah. reach out to if you have any interest, cool. man. Absolutely. Um, we don't have anybody in terms of framing. No, I'll get some of that figured out. So I'm sure can. there won't be much framing, but I, I'll there's, help out however. Yeah, yeah, there's not. I mean, well, and there's some cladding. I mean, just there's some detail, exterior, yeah. interior stuff. But just, just learning that process, even installing windows and doors, you know, mm-hmm. like how's that going to look? And I've got ideas of how I want it to go, but mm-hmm. get on site and you do it and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't think about this. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. How do we? Fix I think this? that's where the engineer is going to be so crucial. On some level, yeah. They're, I think that's I just going to help, but if they're engineering them, you know, to the the basic shell where everything then connects, so everything's are the openings are already done, mm-hmm. everything is done, you know, to an engineer spec, right? It, once they're then brought in and welded together, I think at that point. You know, it's kind of like what you were saying about having a really good framer versus a crappy one, yeah. right? So us there, like cutting stuff out, to me, it's like, oh man, that's gonna, that's like the same problem with the shitty framing. Maybe somebody there that's, I don't know, plasma cutter and plasma a welder, I, dude. I don't know what that is, a plasma cutter. <laughs> Have you guys thought about the majority of them, each separate shipping container being fully built out, and then? engineering them to be like you said pieced yeah. together but yeah. you still build them in the warehouse and right then you just have to ship them out set them down yeah that's the get idea. your welder on site and basically that's put it, it together so yeah that's kind of like the end goal like if we can figure out all the stuff that's assembly wise being put together yeah. then you can build it as much as you can build in a factory and right. then in a warehouse yeah. our warehouse and then push them out absolutely because that's yeah, huge get to the point where people could go on their own website and create their own little thing. hundred percent piecing yep. it together but no, keep 100%. it simple right yep. Yep. No, 100%. yeah have certain designs certain ways they can go together and it doesn't matter what it is they're all going to fit yeah and, that's oh yeah that's a hundred percent the end goal is to do that but we're trying to figure out you know like for example we were talking about how do we do this without any hvac mm-hmm. you know like we want to do this without hvac so are we using mini splits are we running radiant heat in the floor then pouring concrete you know like what's is, does that make it too heavy right like what does that look like you know so working with one and then maybe two and then we can tell the on-site place this is how we're building them because we've already figured out how to produce this really high quality product at a low price mm-hmm. where there's enough profitability for us to have make sense for us to do it you know um that's the idea. Yep. But, yeah. Anyway, that's where we're at, man. We're, yeah, we're getting there. Well, very cool. Hey, man, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Josh, give the name Josh, tell how uh, everybody can reach yep. out to you and get a hold of you. Just give us the lowdown on your contact info. Yeah, the company name is Denver Homeworks. Uh, website's just denverhomeworks.com. Um, find any contact information right there. Sweet. And thing. it was Denver underscore homeworks? Uh, Denver underscore score home underscore works gotcha denver That's underscore his ig home. handle okay look yeah, him yeah. up josh is a good dude Great anybody over crew. the age of 40 ig is instagram instagram <laughs> just <laughs> we have some older listeners right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, who is your guys's clientele 
Uh, we don't know. No. It's 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 a All it's a people. large group of people. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we have we've had you know anything from real estate investing, lending, yeah. construction. Obviously, there's yeah. it's a wide range of yeah. of stuff. So people listen depending on what it is. But right. yeah, we try to be. Yeah, this is a this is around construction, but I mean we've gone on thirty minute tangents about politics, KU basketball, KU basketball brawls. <laughs> you kind of have to, you can't. You know, only talk about the construction. I've been biting yeah. my tongue on a Facebook post that I saw the other day where I just about we actually talked about with with the environment, and I saw somebody post something, and I just about lost my shit. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just like, I'm not going to talk about it. Let it go. Just let it go. All right, All right, man. Well, I got to cool. get out of here. I got yep. a basketball game to get to. Get to it. Um, I want to thank Confluence SBC once again for having us here in this awesome building. Tom Hardy, thank you, and thank you for the whiskey last night. Um, my stomach does not thank you for that. And want to thank explains everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank Brian Scott, Six yeah. Nine Design. Um, yeah, Brian. Uh, I got to hit him up with some shirts and hat ideas yep. for sure for our logo, but. He did our logo. He's uh, he makes a lot of stickers and wraps, wraps and all kinds of stuff. Look yeah. him up, six nine designcom Someday, maybe wrapping our shipping containers. Maybe he can wrap the shipping container and figure out the whole thermal bridging issue for me. That'd mm-hmm. be kind of cool. Actually. Yeah, he's interested in yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that's part of it. We just like an auto wrap. We wrap shipping container that's homes. What, yeah, that's a niche. Brian, think about that. Actually, think about that. I've talked to him about it. <laughs> His brain starts melting. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you very much. We love you. Yeah, appreciate uh, it. Be nice and kind to each other. Be patient with your contractors and contractors. Be uh, Try to do good work for your clients. Yeah, just smile once in a while and stop being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that too. All right, peace and hair grease. All right, episode eight. That's a wrap. Thanks, guys. <laughs>